that's it. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'm disappointed or impressed. <laughs> I don't know either, but that's what it is. Okay, so basically we're live. Good. So the podcast is starting now. So you have to be interesting from now. Oh no, so what was before this, all the jokes and everything <laughs> were just don't matter. That doesn't matter, that's not on the radio. Aww. So, um, welcome. If people are listening, this is Astrid. I'm not going to tell your age, or are you comfortable to let that out? Uh, well, it's my birthday next week. No way. Yeah. How old? 42. I wanted to say that, but I thought I'd let you say <laughs> that. The only reason why I actually want to mention the age is because I, I did a little bit of research about Romania last night. Okay. And it's obviously important when you talk about Romania, it's, or if you talk about history, it's about mm. timelines. Mm. Because your government changed in 89. Mm. And you were born in... 77. 77. So you had 12 years yeah. in communist like Romania. The worst 12 years. Was that the, the worst end, time? Yes. Because I read about your mm. dictator slash president. Mm. He was involved for quite a long time, yes. from like the 50s, 60s, I think. Um, yes, but I think he became the head of the Communist Party and like that, the head of the, of the state. A bit later yeah so but I mean yeah he was I think groomed into politics for a while yeah similar to like Hitler like before mm. he was mm. Hitler like yes, he was yes, involved yes. in yeah. politics and yeah for a long time yes. and then he finally got to the point where he could be the biggest asshole in the world <laughs> yeah exactly something like that yeah so and how like if Hitler is 10 out of 10 bad <laughs> how much would you say was your ex-president Eight point nine. Okay, he was real asshole. <laughs> he was. Um, I. I think. I don't know. In a way, he was at the end of the communism. So certain things changed in the country the normal way. Like for example, now people would say, yes, but he built. I don't know the underground in Bucharest. It's like, yeah, the plants existed since you know during. 1930s uh, so certain things really happened because it was the time to happen but certain things happened because he was an asshole mm. and also i don't know because i was a child and and you're right trying to to frame this you know in 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 a specific like a timeline and the the the, the circumstances we like any good parent i was quite shielded from a lot of things because you know, why would you, you could see how bad it was. There was no reason for your parents to also tell you, you mm. know, how bad it is. But also I felt it on my own skin when, you know, we didn't have food or you went into the shops and the only thing that you had was just bottled water. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we had, I, I told you when we met last time, like one egg in, in the fridge. I've told that story so yeah, many times to so people. I'm like, this like, lady had one egg per month. Yeah, exactly. For so the family. For the family. So it's like, I, I don't know. I have to tell you for the last couple of days, I also thought about what I'm going to talk to you because like we chatted last time, certain things, they have been what? 20 something years ago, but I can almost 30 years, um, but I can still, I don't like to think about them because it kind of, it opens the floodgates. And, but on the other hand, if, if people have this rosy image of all the good things that used to happen and 
it's it's not normal and also i mean i see a lot if we talk about international politics like even in the united states when people think ah oh, but it's not that bad and people very easily start accepting slowly worse and worse things and then you look back 20 years down the line it's like where did we start it mm. was not that bad at that stage yeah so this thing of making a lot of compromises and it's yeah let's put it like this when the when the communist regime f- came to Romania there were international circumstances it was after World War Two. It was with the uh, Marshall Plan, with the, the the spheres of influence of the USSR, and mm. so there were a lot of things that did not depend on us. But also, I think uh, I was talking to my parents, and they said in the sixties and early seventies, it was in fact it was quite good. Mm. But then, because I saw that yeah. you signed the Warsaw Treaty, something yes. like that. So I was like, if you signed that, it means that. You were a little bit involved in European politics yes. in a good way. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes and no, but then again, being in, in, in that area of the world, it's it's complicated. Let's say, for example, Romania was divided historically in various province, into various provinces, and different provinces were under the influence or even under the rule of well, depending where you were, if you were in the south, it was more the, 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 the Ottomans, if you were in the east, if you were in the west. Mm. And there were quite a lot of wars that happened on the Romanian territory. But the Romanians were not really involved because it was, for example, between the Russians mm. and the Ottoman Empire. But we were in the middle. Mm. But we also joined sometimes one way or another. And that's how we got our independence in, in you know, long time ago. And... So, but then what happened is our king was, in fact, descendant of a German family. So traditionally, of course, plus what happened between the, the two wars, there was quite a strong um, um, Nazi movement in Romania. They were called the, the, the Legionnaires. Um, so Romania went into the Second World War alongside Germany against the rest. The, the rest. And then in 1944, mm. they joined then the the Russians and went okay. against the Germans. And was that just a strategic move that the Russians are closer and more dangerous than the Germans? Or did you I realize am, that the Germans are doing... I am... Unsure. How can I say? I am not very clear because depending on who you speak to... Mm. You know, when they said, no, the history is, in fact, not set. Every single time somebody discovers something, you know, the, the history or the story changes a bit. So I think it was, again, circumstances. I mean, it was in August 1944. So it was quite late into the war. So it was already, how can I say, I think there was a feeling that the, the Germans were on the losing end. Yeah. But I think it was because of um, our relatively young king at, at that, that, that stage, Michael, um, who I think was very uncomfortable, to put, the, to put it mildly, that you know what was happening. Mm. And so I think there were, again, political circumstances, legal circumstances, and then the Romanians just turned around. And so that's why, in a way... 
geography being so close to USSR now, but also the fact that we went in the war one way and ended up in the other direction. I don't know how much was also punishment. Mm. So and then um, there were elections after the Second World War and uh, the communists won or this is the official story. Mm. And that's how they came into power. And then then it was a really, really bad time for whoever was an intellectual is like university degrees and or whoever was working in any kind of state organization like police mm. or military or they kind of almost like put everybody in you know like a political jail and things like that regardless mm. of i mean they weren't stupid yeah. in the sense that if you if you're educated and if you can think for yourself of course you realize things are not right yeah so they they try to make people shut up mm. by just removing them from any kind of social life political mm. life and then i think the the communist party i i stand under correction kind of declare themselves the the only party yeah legal party in the in the country so Be we were a one one party country like ussr and in fact all the communist mm. countries from the Eastern Bloc. So. And I read last night that they were really good at censorship. Yes. And they were very tough on the media and anybody yes. that spreads yes. information. Um, from, from some of the, 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 let's call them stories that we found out after 1989, yeah. is that um, different countries had their own areas of um, specialization. In the in the in the communist bloc and Romania was in fact um, exactly what you say they were the the people with them um, you know that could that that was what they were specialized in mm. you know turning stories and nothing ever bad happened and so and a lot of bad stuff happened but so but you, you also the don't know that's the thing but we know bad stuff yes, happened yeah, but yeah. not the specifics about yes. it but it is classified as genocide yes 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 i mean it it was and that's so, how bad it was because yes. the terms that they use everywhere is genocide, genocide yes and no. you have to kill quite a lot of people to of course to get to the term genocide but i think it's also not only in what people might think that happens in, let's say, in, in Africa. Let's mm. take it as an example, when genocide is really taking people, lining them up and shooting them. Things like that also happen. Yeah. But also by the fact that, you know, you starve your own people. And um, I don't know how, what are the, um, how can I say, uh, sensibilities of your, um, um, of your listeners. But for example... I don't exactly remember the name, but it was either late 70s, sorry, early 70s or late 60s. Um, any form of contraception was illegal. And women were supposed by the age of 40 to have at least four or five kids. So that they can work as laborers. Or whatever. I don't think Become they were thinking that, th that far. Yeah. And a lot of women died you know, having illegal abortions because, I mean, I'm sorry, but you're not a cow that, you know, just have to. So, I mean, I even remember my mom was saying she was so happy she had rubella and if you're pregnant 
and you have rubella that the children um, it affects the um, the unborn what's rubella rubella is um, um, it's I think it's part of the MMR vaccine nowadays which is measles, mumps, and I think the R is for rubella. It's a it's a contagious disease. I'm nodding my head. I have no yeah, idea no, what no, you're no, talking no, no, about. No, but but yeah. So but it is a contagious disease, and if if the woman contracts it and she's pregnant, the child gets um, congenital malformations. So it was one of the few cases in which you would get a medical certificate to say if you are pregnant during this particular time, you can legally get an abortion. Okay. And she said, you know, when when she she got through Bella as a thirty something year old woman, is like, ooh, I can have a legal abortion. I mean, it's <laughs> it was not about the abortion; it's about the fact that there are no condoms, there are no no contraceptives whatsoever. Yeah. Now that was terrible in itself. Like the women that died and the children that were born, that basically they were born, they just happened. You know, it's not because they're parents necessarily planned for them or but now what happened is 30 years down the line this population boom what happened to those children they were in their 20s 30s now they need a job they need somewhere to live yeah you end up from a country that had maybe a population of five eight million to a country that has 25 million but no infrastructure or anything to support it Mm. So, but but on on paper everything was fine because everybody gets a job and everybody gets a house. No, they didn't. Yeah. But then the communist regime fell, and now the truth is really facing you in the sense that, oh, our unemployment is so high. Yes, because the number of jobs didn't increase. Now you had twenty years ago, you had one person to do a job. Now you have four or five or six. But there's still only one job because. So the economy didn't the, change. The population exactly. It, it, uh, if anything, the economy went down. Yeah. So, but people still remember sometimes. Oh no! But during the communist regime, it's like, no people. You just remember the glossy part. Yeah. You know, my dad worked in constructions. And they were building blocks of flats, but they were just. You know, to give to the youngsters, by the, to be given by the government. But um, they were, <laughs> I don't even know if they're like safety issues or they were just building. And then they had this thing that during summer they would build all the outside. And win- in winter they would build the inside because at least you don't have to work. You know, yeah, because winters are difficult in Romania. It's really, really cold. Is it similar to so, Poland? Like minus twenty? Yes, snow. May, maybe. Maybe Poland is a bit colder because it's yeah. more up north okay. than Romania. But yeah, similar. Minus twenty is not unheard of. And then uh, when those gale winds come through exactly, and there's snow, exactly, it, it might be too like minus five. But then but once those feels, winds come, yeah. So, I mean, that's why for me, I, I don't understand how people only remember. Is your parents still alive? No, okay. no, 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 no. My, but my... people that are alive, yes. that were living during that time, do you speak to them now and they still remember some positive S- things? Um, sometimes it depends on who you talk to, because of course, generally life wasn't great by no means, but people made do. Yeah. So the better you could make do, the more I think you remember 
only specific things. How, how can I say? Um, and it's weird that I'm giving this example, but they said that after a woman gives birth, she doesn't remember. So the body is set in such a way that you do not remember the pain the that you exactly that you went through. Because if you did. You know, humanity would you never have another child ever again. So I think I think our minds try to help us and protect us by only remember remembering certain things. Mm. But um, yeah, it depends on who you who you talk to. Yeah. But of course, this also now my problem is if you go back to Romania, you think you speak to the young generation, like even younger than than me. Which, which is of course very they young. Not, which is very yeah, but I mean no 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 <laughs> thank you. No, but let's put it like this, if they're in their early thirties, yeah. it means that they were what, three, four years old when the communist regime fell. Mm. But they hear the stories of their grandparents and, and they th- they have this rosy image of how it was. But of course they didn't really live in, in that time. Yeah. So And there's parallels with um apartheid South Africa. Yes. Like I was born in eighty five. So mm. ninety-four mm. as a nine year old I didn't grow up with a lot of stuff. Plus I grew up in Stellenbosch, which mm. was a little bit different than certain areas. Yeah. Plus I think the closer you got to ninety four, there was a there was already a transition. It wasn't like maybe the Berlin Wall break yeah, down but, and one day still. is different. And I think it's similar to um, <coughs> my Polish wife that was born and raised in Warsaw mm. in Poland. Mm. It's also mm. she was born in eighty seven. Mm. So yeah, I speak to yeah. her grandmother. Her yeah. grandmother died a month ago, but. Mm. She was part of the Warsaw Uprising. There's been a book written about mm, her. Like mm. each year they have ceremonies and they invite her. Yeah. And she doesn't want to go because it's like, I was just trying the best I can at that yes, point. Yeah. There's nothing glamorous about yeah. it. And then you hear the stories and you walk around and you see mm. the bullet holes yes, in yeah, the yeah. Um, prison on the yeah, outside yeah, and the yeah. memorials. But it's it's very difficult to comprehend if you weren't living in that. Because I'm sure, I don't know, like... Mm. what type of fear did you have day to day or did you like anxiety uh, if you see a police man no. or soldier do you suddenly like no um, okay let's put it like this Romania was definitely a police state but it was not a very visible one people were just afraid you had to watch what you were talking and in front of who and there were people telling on each other but i mean let's say in a group of friends maybe there were two or three that were telling on each other without mm. knowing about you know the other ones um okay but like what type of stuff would they say let's say mm. me you and mm. three other friends mm. sit and then you're like fuck you know i'm so hungry this government of ours is shit oh yeah no 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 you that would, is you something not, that you would not say You can say nothing negative about the government. Yes, yeah. Let's put it like this. You don't have to sing their praises. Yeah. But you also, you should not say anything negative about it. I think that police officer Mm. Simon should Mm. do a better job. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, I don't like it. No, 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 Like, you can say nothing that you think. No, 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 no. How can I say? It's almost like everything is nice and fun and we'd rather talk about you know the family and the kids and the last book that i read and you know so it's not 
Um, and the people that tell on you, do they get a reward? Like I don't know, they must. The thing five is they eggs must, or ten eggs. I don't know, they must have gotten something because I can't believe that everybody was just psychologically damaged and got, um, you know, satisfaction from just telling on you. And, and sometimes your family members will tell on you. <sighs> okay, we all try to think that not. Yeah. But it depends on the family. Okay, so um, let me tell you my, about my family. Um, we definitely fell into under the intellectual um, um, category. Uh, on my on my mom's side, um, her dad was coming from a long line of people that went to university. Let's put it like this: I'm the sixth generation that goes to you know university. On my dad's side, the same. You know, um, not rich families, but people that went and studied. You know, and and. Um, also very small families, like one, two children at the most. My, my mom's dad was a policeman um, because his fam- he was the youngest child of the family, so they couldn't afford to send him to study law. So he, he started working and he was a policeman. But then, unlucky him, he was a policeman during the Second World War. Mm-hmm. And he was sent with, with the Germans to Odessa. In which is now so in, in Crimea, mm. um, and he was already married to my grandmother. My mom was two years old, maybe. But then, because of this, when the the communist regime came into power, he was arrested because he said no. But he has um, what is it called? Um, they had all these ways of putting like you have quenched the. Uh, the communist movement and and my mom said I mean she was what 12 years old by then said she was a she was a part of the trial and there were even people from the the communist group in in that area and they said no but he was always a nice person and it didn't matter mm-hmm. they really needed to remove everybody so he had to go to to prison for quite a long time and my, because of that, my mom couldn't go to university because her dad was a former, by that stage, political prisoner. Almost like a war criminal. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so that affected my mom quite a lot. She was a really, really smart woman. She was very intelligent. She was very well read, you know. But she could not go to university. She was not allowed to. My dad, on the other hand, could because of again that his family situation was not that 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 difficult but one of his cousins ran away from Romania and moved to France and these people were still trying to contact kind of their families and we don't even I mean I don't know maybe my parents found out that apparently this cousin of my dad tried to contact him at some point and then it my dad ended up on the radar of the secret police so I didn't know at that stage, but for a very long time, every Thursday afternoon, I was going with my mom to watch a movie. It was the time when my dad was under interrogation every single week. And it it was one of those things like, for what? You know everything that we do. Mm. Do you think I'm going to change my, you know, my my, my story? But then, because of that, then my, they, they brought in my grandfather, which was, in fact, my mom's dad, and said, yeah, but you know, you were a political prisoner and you had all these activities. And my grandfather said, I'm an old man. I mean, he was born in 1912. 
by then he was in his 70s mm. he said you know I, I don't know what you want from me don't you think that you know according to you I have paid my dues to to the communist regime and they they threatened him he said you know here you either and leave with your hands bound or with the hands on your chest so basically they told him well you, we can either send you to prison or we, you're gonna die mm. so and then my mom also went for interrogation but apparently my mom being my mom just completely lost her shit and started yelling at those people and they said you know you're insulting the communist regime we can uh, um, uh, what do you call it at least fine you if not send you for a trial and my mom said well you know we don't have money yeah <laughs> so, so uh, but these are things that I found out much later so like at which age did you find that out maybe when I was 14 or 15 years old Okay. So it was like two or three years after the communist regime fell when people started feeling more comfortable talking about things okay. like that. But I mean, it. of course, when I said that as a child, we were try, we were protected. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was at that stage, maybe 10 years old. My mom wasn't going to tell me that my dad might not come back, you know, pick us, from the, pick us up from the movies because, in fact, they sent him to prison. And what they used to do by that, at that stage... They they didn't want to have this political aspect to um, um, to their um, policing, let's say. So they would fake you a criminal trial. Okay. Or um, not a criminal, as in like you killed somebody, but like you were trying to steal money okay. from your job. Or so it they would have ended up being trumped up charges. Yeah. But they would make then a very public display of delivering justice and and stuff like that luckily nothing happened to your dad to my dad or to my family uh, uh, you know following those things but i i can't think what my parents have been through during that that time and also thinking of me because apparently my mom told the guys from the secret police isn't it enough that I couldn't go to university? Now my child, which is like three generations after, you know, the war, now you're going to ruin her life as well. Mm. You know, so... <laughs> and like, I don't know if you... <laughs> interrogation technique. I don't want to... You don't want to consider that. I don't want to know. I don't think that by that stage, especially at the end... Um, Let's put it like this. I don't think my dad was harmed or my mom or my grandfather because I think they were so good at psychological um, damage that there was no reason to to physically physically harm them. Definitely not at that stage. But probably a lot of threats like if you don't do this, maybe your daughter or maybe your brother or sister or... I you yeah, can you only see, I, I can only speculate and because you don't as even I said my think about yeah exactly that. I mean I like so, the last five minutes I've got just like yeah, goosebumps no. it's like it's sorry it's no yeah, but no, this no, is no, why I, I got you here I think it's important stories um, I know not everybody has been through this so I can't say you know of course I have very strong feelings about things like this because my family and myself even in my innocence have been through this but not everybody has been through something like that so. Because it's fun, not funny, but in, like curious, interesting. 
there was a movie with Tom Hardy that I said mm. to you like a long time, like a few years ago, mm. called Child 44. Mm. And I, I didn't like the movie that much. And then six months ago, somebody gave me the book. Mm-hmm. And I read that book over mm. a weekend. Mm. And I got like really deep into it. And mm. the way they explained living in Russia, mm. having this police mm. state, communism, dictatorship, I really got into an idea how it of, was. Yeah. And I gave the book to my dad mm. and I, I said to him, like, you'll love it. And he said, like, he couldn't read the book. It was too difficult for him. Yeah. And it's just really intense. And it's like, you can't be yourself. No, which it's no. part of our society today. <coughs> it's Sorry. like um, you want some type of clothes, a type of watch. Yeah. Everyone wants oh, 20 sunglasses, no, 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 no. the shoes. No. You want to be able to express yourself. It's like Pussy Riot, the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like exactly. they're always in jail because yeah. it's like they're not allowed to express yes. themselves. And it's not like we take it for granted because we're all born. It's like I'm not born mm. into royalty. Mm. So I can't really. But it's just difficult for me to think about how some people grew mm. up. And what I asked you last mm. time yeah. is is it difficult to live, let's say, in South Africa or in a democratic mm. country and hear people complain about traffic? and all this petty stuff when you grew up with all of these difficult things no because i think i mean i would be a fool to say that the things that i've lived through didn't make me who i am but also you have to kind of learn your lesson and move on i'd I'd rather appreciate what what i have Mm. and also it's one of those i I don't want to end up saying, well, you wanted cars, now you have to suffer the traffic. <laughs> you know, it, it, it sounds a bit stupid. But it is what it is. It is what it is. That's the thing. Because also, I mean, I, I lived in Romania until 2010, 2001. Yeah. So I do have issues with the traffic. I'm going to tell you now. Do you what. ever complain about traffic? Or do you uh, ever, like, do you complain about the thing is we have public transportation in certain countries so it's one of those if you don't want to suffer the traffic then get to use the bus yeah but here there are no um alternatives so okay so in in, at the end of 89 i was almost 13 years old then i went to you know like i mean school high school then i went to university so i did live in romania in the the times of of change and some years were great and some years were not great and then people you know we had elections and then people voted wildly because you know anything but what used to be and then they went back that thinking that okay better the evil that so I mean it's it's not but the point is the country went on regardless of the um, um, the past the, of the past and and we got a lot of help from from the other European countries but also at some point we were told, guys, it's 20 years later, move on. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying you cannot waste the lessons of history, but you have to move on and be careful not to repeat them. But also I, you can't live in the past. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy being in South Africa. You know, it's, it's beautiful. I have a decent life. I'm not saying that. If I wasn't in Romania, I wouldn't have it either. Yeah. But I, I also don't want to start, you know, preaching to the people that if you only knew what I've been through, everybody has been through a lot of difficult things and you cannot, you know, 
impose your it's all relative it's all to relative everyone. exactly i i do have this issue when people start you know try to tell me what great communist regimes are or whatever because it is their idea of how it was remember i told you i have a friend that went to australia and she's south african and the australians were trying to tell her how apartheid was and said listen i mean come on i live there yeah you're telling me what you think it was yeah so in some of the theory mm, in the book mm, like i studied political science mm, at university and when you read the theory mm, in the way that it oh was yeah. intended yes. like marxism or something yes, yeah i'm like that's quite a nice concept but it's obviously the way we it's implemented of course but that, that but that's the thing and also also i think we have to realize that when some people put this political theory on paper it doesn't mean that they meant it to be implemented in a real life or maybe they were smart enough to realize that this is what I'm writing. It doesn't mean that it is going to to work. I mean, if, yeah. if, if you only already go back hundreds of years ago, you know about utopia and writing it down and somebody taking that book and say, let's implement it. It's not the same thing. Yeah. You still deal with, 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 with people. Because it's like affirmative action and black economic empowerment. Again, being at university, mm. uh, studying politics, and then we did human resource management. Mm. And human resource management is the implementation of affirmative mm. action mm. through recruitment and selection. Mm. And I had to do two, not thesis, but like smaller uh, projects on it. And in theory, affirmative action is amazing. It's really important for the development. Of course. But it's the way that it's implemented. Of course. Plus, my thing is I lived in Europe for six years. Mm. I came back to South Africa. I'm 28 yeah. years old. I learned so much yeah. and I feel like I can do yeah. so much. And then I started job hunting and I'm like, I would love this job and nope. I would be amazing. And it's like, I can't apply. Yeah. And it's like... All these theories don't, like you say, mm. consider the emotional, psychological impact. Yeah. I, I, I mean, um, um, I also, I, I don't remember when I, where I read it, but it was something like even the laws are only as good as the people that uh, um, enforce them. Yeah. So you cannot take the humans out of the, of the equation. Yeah. You know, that's how you end up then with sci-fi movies that uh, are very creepy, but also think like, hmm, you know, taking all willpower away and uh, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, if Do you it, miss anything from Oldrum? So before we get to maybe mm, that, like something that you said last time that I also mm, found interesting is you guys did not have a truth and reconciliation commission. Mm-mm, we did or you did mm-hmm. have that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. was it as effective like because it, it's famous for being effective in South Africa or it helped a lot did it help you guys okay, for that? so it, it wasn't exactly called that what happened is the, 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 the people basically wanted to have access to the archives of the secret police um, not well maybe some people wanted to basically find out who told on them but mm. also to find out especially what happened let's say 20 or 30 years before that when people were just disappearing when it was the time of the um, political uh, prisoners and, and, and things like that because I think Russia had the Lubyanka or something like that they, and had, they had a lot I mean 
One of my my um, um, great uncles was in Siberia for I don't even remember how many years. He came back on foot from Siberia from Siberia to Romania. Yes, I mean the only thing that my 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 grand aunt knew about him from time to time that he's still alive. Mm. And then at some point he showed up, you know, at the door. You know, it's like I still remember him. I mean, I was a child when when he died, but and he was such a nice person in the sense that it didn't make going through this stuff didn't make people violent and mm. cruel and going through this stuff in fact gave them a much more I don't know a, 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 a much more quiet take on life and so that's why I don't even know how much they never said you know they never told the stories but you could see they i don't know it's almost like they they turned into almost the best version of themselves yeah, almost, almost like, like saints exactly like floating to through through life and it's just interesting how little self-pity there is from some of these people yeah. i'm like it and i find that fascinating and mm. even what you said earlier just let the past be the past mm. and just move on. Because my podcast with Emmanuel the other day that mm. came from Congo to mm. have a better mm. life. I'm like, like, what makes you think like that? Mm. Because some people will agree with you, just move mm. on. But they can't, you know, it be it I'm stuck in old relationships. I mm. have this problem, like I sometimes move to Europe and I'm like, fuck, I really miss that from Africa. Mm. Well, then I come to mm. Africa and I'm like, I really miss that. What makes you able to like, just move on? Like, um, do you know? Okay. And I'm wondering, I, are you genetically stronger than some people because your family survives such hardships? <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> if I think of the shit that we used to eat at some point, I think my stomach must be, you know, made of... I don't know. Still, <laughs> <coughs> sorry. Um, um, no, but okay. But moving on and making peace with it is not the same thing. Okay. So I blame that on my mother. Um, you know, like forgive and forget. No. Never. Never forgive. Never forget. But it doesn't mean you're not going to move on. Even with bad relationships, never Even forgive and forget. Even with the never forgive, never forget, because I mean, then why did you live through it? Yeah. You know, in the sense that, but it doesn't mean that you don't move on. It's just, it exists. It's there. You, you have to accept it. Yeah. It happened. It influences you. Exactly. It defines you. It defines you. You know, um, um, it, it makes you... Um, um, part of it, it is part of who you are is yeah. part of it your history you it bit. shapes you a little bit it leaves a dent mm. or you know but then just move on so that and then it's one of those that you then access it when necessary yeah. <laughs> i mean I, I i loved my mother dearly she is i mean if i if i i also i have from her this thing that I don't have idols or people that I aspire to be, but yeah. if Who I can... Who would you be, have dinner with? No one. Like my, my friend. My mom. Yeah, no. My mom, my mom <laughs> I don't and care my about dad, Nelson yeah. Mandela. Or yeah. But, but also, it's like, if, if, if when people say, oh, you're so much like your mother. Yes, please. Yeah, thank I you. I would really, thank you. I would really like to be like her. I mean, she was a very, very straightforward, very... Um, um, you know, we're a very more strong moral compass, um, um, 
very loving but very you know disciplined and um and i loved her to bits she was smart she was my mom mm-hmm. you know so so but but there are certain things that you know i in a way i learned them from her because they were part of her personality and they were part of what happened to her to to me it happened much less than it happened to her because of the time that when when you know she lived compared to when i live but i kind of take them i'm doing it because my mom said it and i believe her and then it it kind of got ingrained in my personality as well so yeah so you know do not mess <laughs> mess with me <laughs> i will not take revenge or anything yeah. not to that point but it's like if you think i'll ever forget yeah no so if you had a different mom or a different mm. dad maybe you would not be as healthy in your mind and in your life than you are now do you think i think so i mean i i, I think it has to do with nature you know the the the, the genes and everything but also the nurture part mm. you know plays a really really big role and i'm not saying that everything that i've learned from them or the way i've been shaped by you know um, by my family is always the best way to go about it i mean for example i i know it's going to sound make me sound like a bit of a psychopath but I have I have issues with empathy sometimes. Yeah. And it has to do exactly like you said with if you only knew what I've been through. Yeah. But you know with with interaction with my friends and then I at least I can accept that there are other ways of looking at things and then I am, you know, when people are happy, I am happy for them when people are So it's not lack of empathy completely but i i do have this a bit more harsh take on just get this on is with nonsense it. exactly yeah. just get on with it plus it's so, a bit like um if you watch this like rich kids of beverly hills mm, and their telephone mm, breaks then yeah. everyone's like oh yeah, exactly. poor you and it's yeah. like you need to have a real problem and i have something similar like mm. Because of the life I've lived and the life that I live, like mm. I go through certain experiences that other people don't. Mm. And when people come to some to me sometimes with some problems, I'm like, I will give you opportunity yeah. to yes, express yourself. Course. And I will tell you, I'm really sorry to hear yes. that. But I'm not going to allow you to feel sorry for yourself because and and i also don't have that like oh shame it's like yeah i feel bad for you but like two out of ten like not six or seven <laughs> out of ten because it's like fuck like i'm not gonna go through also the experiences that i've gone but it's like the one thing mm-hmm. like i haven't really told people this like i was part of a oh i'm still part of a, like an institution organization and i met this guy that came out of jail after 25 years after murdering someone in the war in Mm. Angola and I tried to help this guy to settle back into society Mm. and we formed the type of relationship but he had like a GPS on his foot Mm. and he found a new girlfriend and they were walking around and at certain points he has to be in some places and he was on his Mm. way back to the house Mm. and he was running a bit late so his Mm. gps went off so the police came to pick him up and they put him in the back of the van and he Mm. thought 
they're going to lock him up for the mm. rest of his life. So he took his knife and he just cut his throat in the <laughs> back because he's like, fuck that, I'm not going back. Yeah. But then they administered first aid mm. and then the first person he phoned was me. And I'm like, now I have to go to hospital and go help this guy to yeah. feel better about yeah. himself. So now he's sitting and he's under the police mm. protection. Mm. So, And now I'm talking to this mm. guy mm. and I'm like, that's not a real normal situation no, for yeah, most people yeah. to go yeah. through. And... You know, so I have, so I feel bad for that guy that you feel like the the healthier option is. So somebody comes to me and it's like, you know, I have a flat tire. Somebody stole my laptop. I'm a little bit like, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> and yeah, I'm sure you yeah, have something yeah, but similar. That, but it's true, and 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 unfortunately, I mean, I, I made this joke with with some of my friends when I can't choose between two stupid things, and then you kind of look at yourself and it's like. First world problems. Yeah, you know, it's like I problems. wish I wish I had these problems all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, well, we're all well, different, and we all exactly. grow up. You can't blame other people for <laughs> having these problems. But but also, uh, um, uh, one of my best friends, she's she's Italian, but they live in South Africa for a very long time, and she has two sons, and one of them was bitching and moaning at her about something about his phone that his re- time uh, 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 he didn't have airtime but she was driving and he, he told her no but just pull over and you know uh, uh, just uh, uh, make the transfer and and, and I tell him because she was driving so he was on speakerphone and I'm like are you kidding me you know uh, how, honestly <laughs> and, and then you know she puts the phone off and she turns around like you'd be such a good Italian mother and I'm like <laughs> yes Yes. So so it's amazing how sometimes small things make you happy. But I am, in fact, I sometimes hear my mother mm. <laughs> through my own voice when I say certain things. And I'm like, mom, you've done a good job. I don't know that if that's what you intended to do. But, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and um, how democratic is Romania now? Like, are they in a good place? Um, depends. Like, uh, like uh, infrastructure, economy, poverty, unemployment. Okay, so a lot of Romanians work in Western Europe. So if you go to Italy or, or Spain, Romanian is like the second most spoken language in those countries mm. because, you know, Romanians felt like a really brotherly uh, feeling towards uh, Italians and Spanish. So they moved there. Why do they have that brotherly feeling? Uh, oh. We all speak more or less the same language, okay. and it was it's easy like part to, of the same family. Yes, yeah, it's it's the like it's the, the Latin uh, and then the Slavic countries have their are, ones. Yeah, and exactly. But also, I think yeah, I think Romanians felt very, I don't know, comfortable going there. Um, not everybody to work, some people to do some bad things, but a lot of people living there now are just you know having a decent life, and they. But now what they do, they send money back. So there is a lot of economy in Romania that is not, in fact, based on something that is produced in the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like you you go to... You have a car, but the car wasn't financed from money made within the country. Exactly. Like somebody sent it to you. Exactly. Or somebody sent you money or... Or they stole a a car and sent it back to (laughs) Romania. (laughs) We never, we would never admit that. Ever, ever. Because the Romanians have an interesting uh, reputation around... Yeah, we're rather infamous, yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but um, so that's why, for example, even you go to one of these small, sleepy towns and there's a lot of shops and people are buying and it's like, with what? There is no economy here. Almost like yeah. they said, no, no, but do you think that this money is not made here? So the Romanians, I think, have a better life overall than the economy would justify up to a certain point. But we are part of the European Union since 2007. We have a lot of freedom of movement. There have been a lot of, you know, European investments. Our government is still not always the most um, honest. honest. So. And the European Union actually gives a lot of money yes, to developing countries. Yes, it's yeah. like you want to start a yeah. business, well, here's a little yes, bit of okay, money. Yes, okay, yeah. So, so, or like so there's, there's property. But, but, but also, up to a certain point, the country is moving on regardless of who is in the government mm. because we are part of a bigger thing. But of course, the problem with the government is that they have in their hand the big um, um, decisions. Like they were making making a joke, very bad joke, but it is true. A kilometer of, of, of freeway in Romania is more expensive than if you try to go from from uh, um, from Earth to the moon per kilometer. So <laughs> it's cheaper to send somebody one kilometer towards the moon than to build. So that's where, you know, there is a lot of corruption. Everybody's still yeah. for themselves. and But there's a lot of things that are moving on, you know, regardless. But yeah, I think... I don't know. It's Would you ever move back? Not if I can't help it. <laughs> if you had the decision, you would never go back. No, I wouldn't. Do you I have wouldn't. family and um, loved ones not, over there? Not, not very close family. My, my closest family that are still living there is my aunt. My cousin, in fact, moved to UK relatively recently. Um, but yeah, no, I, I wouldn't... If I, if I was ever to move back there, it would be in one of the big cities. I'm coming from a small town. And the capital is? Uh, Bucharest. Uh, Bucharest is a good, but it's a massive city. I would rather move more towards Transylvania. Mm. It's a bit more, let's call it civilized. Are you guys famous for pretty ladies? Because there is some... <laughs> be careful what you're saying now. <laughs> <laughs> I will be very careful <laughs> because there's apparently some Romanians working at Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the image and also the morals and principles and work ethic. But the stereotypes, is it true? Like a lot of pretty ladies, a little bit dodgy over Europe. Uh, are all those stereotypes true about Romanians? I, I am not sure. Um, the thing is, I, I never really lived in Europe outside Romania, mm. except for uh, for a year in in Belgium, but it, I I didn't go from Romania there. I was coming from South Africa, mm. so I didn't really live in Western Europe so you can't ever. Say. So I I can't I can't say. It's like the Albanians. They have a very mm. like if you meet someone from Albania, mm. it's like you have a like certain <laughs> expectation from them because it's like what I found interesting yeah. from moving to like Poland, mm. like you'll go to like a little shop, like mm. an off license mm. that, that mm. they have in England. Like here we have spa, checkers, mm. pick and pay, but these small little shops, which is at the underground and then there's playboys and like naked magazines. Mm. And I'm like, 
the way sex is seen in Europe has always been oh, yeah, different. It's, yeah, but yeah, it's, that's it's, not a... But it's not only that, it's like some countries, crime is seen mm. in a different way. It's more like a survival mechanism. And so it's interesting to see how yeah, some... No. Like, I had a, like we had a mm. security guy that was from Kosovo, like okay. ex-military. So the way people grew up, mm. it's fascinating to see how it shapes them to be the person they are and it allows them to do stuff that maybe from my background mm. it doesn't allow me. No, um, uh, for example, that you, you brought up, like, for example, uh, people's view of crime. In Romania, it's, let's put it like this, or huh, the, 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 how can I say, the social circles. I believe, You know, crime is bad and being poor that cannot justify yeah. it, for mm. example. You know, um, it's i don't know it, it, this is something and to me it's difficult to speak in in south africa about this because you know people always say oh, but you don't understand there are countries that are poor where there still is no crime yeah you know we're poor we're in this together yeah i i don't understand why like for example this thing of um blaming the victim that you know like my handbag is there and somebody will walk past and will just pick it up and i'm like why nobody was there but it's not yours mm. I, I i was so shocked pleasantly shocked i was in romania a couple of years ago and i was having um, a coffee at the coffee shop and at the table next to mine there were two ladies that were having a chat and a lot at some point i think they were working on something they had the laptop on and they were talking and at some point i look and they're gone but everything is still there the laptop is on the table the handbags mm. the, i'm like They just went to the bathroom yeah, and then yeah, yeah. they came back. Of course, they did not expect those things not to be still there. Mm, 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 you mm. know, it's like, yes, then there are pickpockets and there, but violent crime is something that is really, and the fact that it's almost so normalized, you know, it's almost people got desensitized about it. Yeah. It's not normal. Mm. It's like, you know, like we were bringing up the, having your laptop stolen. I had two of mine stolen in time. In South Africa. In South Africa. And, and then, you know, okay, different stages. And then the policeman comes and says, oh, but there's crime in other countries as well. Really? This is how, you know... You respond? You're, you're, you respond. And you're the people that are supposed to enforce the law. Yeah. This oh, is not acceptable. In, it's not acceptable. Yeah, there's crime in other countries too. Excuse me? <laughs> no. Um, no, no mentality. Because we spoke about this, yeah. uh, we'll get into um, people. I'm sure people say like you can't have an opinion because you didn't mm. grow up here. Mm. But I, fi mm. I find like my wife, she mm. has a more objective mm. outlook on South Africa mm. because she is a foreigner. It might sound a bit sound more insensitive, yeah, because you have an outsider's look, yeah. But you also don't have those um, it's not so biased exactly um and the topic we talked mm. about last time which i find fascinating is how south african people will if you say yeah but this was stolen this is really mm. not cool and mm. i would sometimes reference it's mm. like in mm. at university mm. when you um say something mm. You have to substantiate it with references because yes, yeah. you have to compare yeah, the yeah. I, like the thesis. Yeah, you need to bring some. Um, so when I say like the crime is not that bad, yeah. for example, I lived in these countries. Yeah, I lived in London. 
And if you threw in Westminster city center mm. a cigarette on the on floor, the, yeah. like you would get a 50 pound fine. Yeah, and yeah. then I come back to South Africa where yeah. my brother had a, there was an attempted murder mm. on him for a gang initiation. And then people were like, well, he wasn't supposed to walk in that street at that time of night. And I'm like, and stop complaining about how bad it is. I'm like, so if everyone has yeah. this opinion, yeah. And oh, people are very sensitive in yeah, South Africa, yeah. like you're not allowed to say how bad it is here and don't compare it. I'm no. like, there is a balance there. But I don't know if you find yeah, it no, similar. No, 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 definitely. And, and, and two of my, let's say, um, experiences that were the most enlightening for me and for the other people involved were last year and two years ago, I had the opportunity to go overseas for conferences with two of my students. So um, um, two years ago to Spain and last year also to Spain, but we spent some time like a day and a half in, in Paris. And both um, uh, um, uh, these students have never traveled overseas. And I remember, of course, you're there. You're there for a short period of time. You walk in the street at three o'clock in the morning because you just wanted to see the lights on this cathedral and things like that. And, and the question is always, is it safe? Mm. It's like not everywhere not all the time but if you're in the center of barcelona and there are people having fun and it's safe but it's also it's safety in numbers because there's people everywhere mm. so I, I still remember so uh, the the, uh, the student that i went with um, last year i told her just be careful you know about the pickpockets and she said you said there is no crime i said i said there is no violent crime <laughs> <laughs> like these yeah. people are not stupid it's not crime for us <laughs> no but like, also it's if like i was only so lucky no no because also i mean I, I i told her you know they will try to steal your whatever you have in your bag but they will not stab you for that so yes it's still bad but it's a it's a crime of opportunity you yeah. know and, but also, I still remember, you know, walking around during the night looking for a place to have a coffee, but most places were closed. And you kind of knock on the window. It's like, can we have a coffee? And they said, okay, it's closed, but we didn't clean the coffee machine. machine. And so it's, it, and it doesn't matter. You're there and then maybe you're the only people on the street. It's fine. Yeah. It, it, it's the, but seeing, you know, the, the expressions like, oh, let's just go. And it's like, but there's nobody. That, doesn't matter it's like it, you you can live like this as well yes there are dangerous areas and there's places where you will think twice you know but here it looks like i mean i work at the university and i live down dorp street if the sun sets i think twice before walking down dorp dorp street has restaurants dorp street has coffee shops but there are areas where there is nobody. Mm. So if anyone's yeah. listening, because I, I found yeah. out recently, I have mm. listeners in different countries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so we live in Stellenbosch, which mm. is a very picturesque town, one of the most famous towns, mm. oldest towns. And Dorf Street is basically the main the road. Main, yeah. So yeah. you can't even walk down yes, the main exactly. road at some time. But I mean, the day. maybe you can, but I'm not going to risk You're taking it a because risk. there's nobody. But if there were people on the street, then it didn't. I mean, it, there is light, there is activity at the restaurants. and. But we have but 160 trees where people can hide behind. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's like, honestly, it's just a bloody tree shame. <laughs> but, but yeah, but you have this thing of like... But it's like, you know what's the interesting thing about crime? It's Anya was mugged in Warsaw. 
I think four or five years ago at a bus stop and they stole her telephone. Okay. She's never been mugged in South Africa in five years that she mm. lives here. So statistically for her, for her, yeah, Poland was more dangerous yeah. than South yeah. Africa. However, we live in constant awareness of crime here mm. and almost not fear, but she a lot of times has to drive home at night after mm. work. Mm. And I never sleep until she gets mm, home. So mm. she finishes work a lot of times, 12 o'clock, and I'm exhausted by 10. I cannot sleep until, until she's, she's at the yeah, house. Yeah, no. And even when she's driving, the car must be locked. If you can't have a breakdown, you'll have to drive yeah, with a flat no. tire. There's this constant awareness. So yes, mm. statistically, it's more dangerous. But like you say, yeah. how many crimes happens over a year where I've heard of stories, someone was raped, someone was murdered, mm. but they didn't steal anything. You know what I mean? So it's, like, yeah. it's almost like a... <laughs> no, no, it's... Yeah, it is. And I, I always say to people... They'll say, yeah, but maybe crime is bad because you're becoming older. So you're actually reading it. I'm like... How many people do you know that's been murdered? And I know a few. So it's becoming bad just because you read about it? Yeah, well, that's know, what they like told <laughs> me. They told me that in Poland. They were like, <laughs> Polish people are quite yeah. interesting in that way. They try to have a competition with you. It's like, no, but yeah. Poland is equally as dangerous. I'm like, <laughs> and I said, like, how many people do you know that got murdered? Yeah. No one? No one, yeah. I know a few. Yeah, so uh, let's... Yeah. But, but also, I think for them, they can't believe it. In the sense that you still choose to live in South Africa, yeah. even though it's that bad, it can't be that bad. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. our exactly like you said, our our um, um, reference points are so different. Yeah, that is like mm. it's like when you drive to Musenberg from mm. Stellenbosch, mm. like you get to this point where I'm like, this is an amazing place to yes. stop and take yes. pictures, no. and it's like Ooh. a private beach almost. Uh, it's yeah. like it's the last place in the world that you want to stop. But that's the thing; it's a private beach because. It's like a private beach because nobody dares to stop there. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of tourists will be like, oh, look how amazing yeah. this is. Let's and stop it and take a picture. And it's a beautiful beach, but, <laughs> yeah. but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I want to just ask you mm. to finish off the, the communist thing. Mm. Almost like Pablo Escobar that was like killed uh, at the end of his reign. Yeah. Like your president mm. got executed with his mm. wife. Mm. Was that like... Um, did that help you to let go a little bit of communism or feel like some sort of retribution also because it wasn't a long trial afterwards that was like few years it was a bit like he tried to run away we caught him we executed him and now we can maybe like try to move on was there some sense of that in the country or? i think up to a certain point yes also, I think from a different point of view, they, they didn't know what to do with him, mm. well with them, in the sense that um, uh, it was so bad at that stage. And already the, the, the street movement have started. And then these are, these are some things that we found out later on is that they brought in, they wanted to bring in military, but then those guys got shot. So these are, so there were a lot of things that we as the population, we were not aware of there is still this myth but maybe it's not a myth that they brought people from outside to try to 
contain the the, 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 the street movement and the revolt. Because I saw that there's a mm. there's a big rebellion that went on towards the end. Mm, yes, people just yeah just couldn't take it anymore. It's like listen, he exactly. had a but speech then, yes, and it was like yeah, people started exactly. going crazy, which they never expected because so it is, never happened before. Is it the responsibility of the people to change governments? Because I know in South Africa everyone's complaining and like, but are you getting involved in any shape, form, or way? So, without was it international politics that changed politics within Romania, or was it the combination of what the people did uh, with international? Like, how do you change political okay, systems? I, I think because South it, Africa, yeah. it I think it was about survival of our economy that helped us to become democratic. They started fearing like all the sanctions against mm. us. And then I think mm. Mr. Evie de Klerk was a bit like, we're going down a wrong direction. Maybe mm. there was some morals involved. Mm. It's always yeah. difficult in politics yeah. with that. So how do you change? Because uh, I know Ukraine went also through some very tough times this last few years. Um, I think it was the right there were the right international circumstances. The Berlin Wall just fell in October. Mm. Um, there was already a strong movement towards the end of communism. I don't know if you remember or if, if your listener know about Perestroika in the former USSR with mm. Mikhail Gorbachev. It didn't mean that the end of the communist, but it already started. I think they also realized that we this can't is continue not going like to continue like this. Then there were already coming, in fact, from the West, there were different um, um, countries that had a bit more of a um, quiet transition, like in the, well, former Czechoslovakia, where the, um, the, the president of the party and of the country resigned. So there was like almost like a wave coming. But those were countries that were doing well. In the sense that people had food, people, you know, were not under such a tight grip. Mm. It wasn't secret police. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was everywhere, but not yeah. as much as in in, the in interrogations, Romania. Exactly, maybe. maybe. But then, as it was coming, in fact, from from the west in Romania, it started from the west of the country as mm. well. And um, I think that big um, 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 discourse or meeting that that. Uh, that, that they had where people started becoming, you know, very um, agitated. I think it was almost like a knee-jerk reaction in the sense that, no, everything is fine, please, people, don't worry. These are lies that you hear, you know. And then the people just kind of, it just blew up. It's like, no. Bullshit. It's bullshit. We know there are people dying in the west of the country because you sent the, the secret yeah. police to, to, you know, uh, to to just stop them. So I think it really turned into a revolt. So international community changing is the start. Yes, but, but there was the right through is and the it was rebellion. the right time. Yes, and it was the right time and people had had enough. Because like if you study politics then they talk about civil society. Mm. And civil society mm. is how can the civilians mm. of the country mm. become involved yeah. in some sort of political fashion and I find that in South Africa, everyone has an opinion, but no mm. one is involved in any in shape any, or form. Yeah. And I know that we had a couple of farm murders, and I think two years ago, they mm. towards Elsenburg, mm. uh, the N1, mm. they mm. blocked it all mm. off. And then it was amazing how this one day, 
everyone did it there's a couple of times where people protested on the n2 or something yeah but i'm like it's gotta happen more and i i i, I don't like but I, I I love the example of black people in America that fight mm. for their individual rights. Mm. And unfortunately, when you fight mm. government systems, mm. there is a lot of pain involved. Yes. But, those, but if you don't mm. sacrifice, you yes. won't achieve. And I find in South Africa, very few people want to become involved in any way. But But I think let's not let's not be naive. There were other interests at play as well that Changed that everything. changed everything so even with the rebellion from the exactly. people exactly so i mean uh, th that's why i i think we we can't be naive it, it it that was you know it was there was a tipping point yeah because people just had enough yeah uh the the government turned violent against them so then violence you know turned into more violence but then i think that the I don't know what would have happened if he would have resigned, but because he tried to run away, it was the perfect reason mm. to kind of go and grab him and, you know, but also I think people were afraid that if he was still alive, somebody will try to kind of go back to the way it was because in a way he was almost like a, not a symbol, but mm. in the sense that, you know, we have now a new democratic government but this guy is still there almost like a what do you call it? like a gray eminence you know yeah. like a <laughs> floating around so yeah. it was like it, it was it's like a genie in a bottle exactly, it can come you, out at it, any time exactly so it's like no we just we just need to kind of have a clean cut and it's like really mm. i i think if and firearms yeah. like nothing was available anywhere so the rebellion mm. people couldn't have firearms and any shape no, or form of no. protecting yourself no. no because this is something that's also happening in south mm. africa slowly where mm. you can't have firearms you have a certain amount of bullets mm. and i've been watching quite a lot of discourse in america where the amendment i don't know if it's a first second second, or second amendment that you have a right, right to protect to yourself arms, yeah and I always thought they were full of shit, but mm. I have experienced a couple of things where the government does what they want to do with no regard for the civilization. And I'm like, yeah, but, but how many times will you actually have to protect yourself? But it is just that feeling yeah, of if something happens, I can protect myself. Yeah, but it, it, it depends on how you grew up. For us, guns are not the way to go. Like, for example, recently there have been some um, protests in, in Romania and you would not expect the government to shoot at you. Yeah. Th those are war conditions in mm. the sense that the... Um, in I mean, you, you, you lived in, in, in UK um, and other countries in Europe as well, they have a specific branch of police. Most of countries, police, I'm thinking other countries might be military which is for crowd control. Yeah. You do not send your own army against your people. That mm. is just not done. Mm. So crowd control is crowd control. They have their own ways of doing it. You know, uh, um, they use rubber bullets. They use um, tear, gas. Uh, tear gas or if it really gets bad. But you do not 
shoot and on your own people. You don't shoot on your own people. And that's why for me, what happened at, at the end of the communist regime is not a justification for Romanians to have our, you know, guns. Mm. It was a revolt. It was civil unrest, you know. Mm. It, it wasn't... Um, it would have been even much worse if, 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 if the people also had, had guns. I mean... I, as I said, yeah. but we come from a different uh, uh, background in which, you know, having a gun in the household is not normal. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. In a and way, I grew you know, up different yeah, from exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, it's no. just because I, th- I, I mm. would like to have. I don't have a gun, but mm. I would love mm. to have one because it would make me feel very safe. Why? Because of the type of crime that we have here. But do you think that that means that you would have to have your gun all the time with you? Yeah, I would love to have a gun with me all the time. Like every single... I like sleep next to it as soon as I leave the house, have it on me. I would just feel safer in that way. Okay. And, and, and there's some people, um, you know, they just live like that. It's like... Mm. it's. It's almost like martial arts. The last form of martial arts is actually using the skills that you were no, taught. No, There's all, and for me, it's the same with the gun. It's just I had a situation where I walked my dogs the other day, and there's these dogs called a burbu <coughs> yeah. or a mastiff, mm. and they're basically crazy dogs. And they and came, big. <laughs> I think these ones were like 80, 90 kilograms. And they came across, and there was mm. this moment of a face-off. Mm. And I'm like, they're about to kill my mm. dogs. Mm. And if I try to get involved, mm. I'm dying today. Mm. There's nothing I can do. Mm. And I was just like, if I had my gun or a gun on me, I would feel safe. I could actually get involved in some f- fashion. And uh, I don't know. But that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, no. Everyone will be a bit no, different. No, 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 of course. But because I have to tell you what freaked me out. It was a couple of years ago. I went to get some food for lunch. And there's this oldish guy maybe in his early 60s you know wearing the the typical uh, farmer uniform with the shorts shorts and the two colored top with his gun at his belt in a shop Mm. why yeah you came to buy groceries yeah you know I believe it should be hidden like no one should see that you're carrying And there is ways to do that. I just think that's like a respectful mm. way to go mm. about it. But like everyone's different, you know. Oh, of course. It's like when I walk in the mountain, I always have yeah. a walking stick. And my mm. wife loves to tease me. She's mm. like, you think you look cool with your walking stick. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I've come across a few snakes. And the dog sometimes catches mm. cobras and mm. they bring it to me. Mm. And the one nearly... So I'm like, mm, yeah. having a yeah. stick with me, it's a form of 1% of the time I will need it. And if I have it on me, I'm ready to use it. Because you just don't know when it's going to mm. happen. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like you said, different people have different opinions. But the whole thing, for example, with the guns is... <sighs> I don't know. I believe that there should be yeah. very strict way of a process to get it like no, no, psychological true. analysis but also like but like you say you're very you 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 know you're right in the sense that it will make you feel more more comfortable but for you it's a form of almost like um to make you more 
you know, calm, more mm. at ease. But for other people, it's a way of being make it be even more aggressive. Yeah, well, it's the same like martial arts. Like martial arts should give you peace of mind mm. that I can protect myself. Mm. It shouldn't be a form of there's conflict. I have an opportunity yeah. to use my martial yeah. arts now. It's like, so I'm sure some people, like there are a lot of stories of people learn jiu-jitsu mm. or karate or mm. whatever. And then it's like they get into a lot of fights suddenly <laughs> because it's like, fuck, I can use it. <laughs> where a lot of people, they never get into anything. Yeah. And it's just, I'm sure it's the same with guns where... Mm. Um, you have it yeah. and then finally an opportunity presents itself mm. to use it mm. and you've trained for it mm. but it's always like how can I avoid this whole situation without using the gun yeah. like but I've had in Stellenbosch mm. I've had three taxis drive into me in the last two years and the one time I tried to mm. get the um, the, the, the registration yeah, yeah. and stuff and i was terrified it was mm. right next to kaya mandi it was mm. in the like mm. neighborhood of mm. yeah. and this guy the way he was looking mm. at me so i got out with my phone and i took a picture of mm. his license mm. disc mm. but i couldn't talk to this no. guy and i was absolutely terrified yeah, and yeah. i'm like i don't have money to like fix my car mm. i reported him at the police and this is mm. now been a year and a half and they haven't made any contact with me the of police and I'm like, some situations like that, well, what if he drove into me and my car is broken and now I'm mm. stuck there? You know, so there's a, in that situation, there would just be a little bit like, but then again, if you only have 12 bullets on you, like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should have a gun with like just magazines. Or, but anyway. you see, the other thing is like, so where do you stop? Where do you stop? So anyway, I didn't think we we're going to go into this direction. So it's just talking about guns at <laughs> fucking one o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know, you, you want guns, I have chemistry. <laughs> I, I have wanna... chemistry and I'm not afraid to use it. <laughs> yeah, sarin gas, let's go. <laughs> oh no, I was thinking more like to make Guyver the shit out of this. <laughs> Are you a... a... A doctor, professor, or what do you classify as? What, like, where did you <laughs> I classify? Like, uh, at, you're at Stellenbosch University. I'm at Stellenbosch University. I have a doctorate in analytical chemistry. Um, a, a doctorate. This has to do with doing your PhD. Yeah. Professorship is a is a, an academic yeah. level, basically. Are you proud that you're not the academic level of a professor? Because <laughs> it's more interesting. No, no, or, no, 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 no. I I am just a researcher. Unfortunately, I don't think at this rate I will ever be a professor. Um, Would you? Do you have aspiration to become? Well, let's. It, it depends on how you look at it. In, it's seen in academia, at least in 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 a lot of countries, as a recognition of your um, um, uh, body you of work. Achieve, achievement. Yeah. yeah. But also, then the other parties. This comes with. Um, um, with a higher salary, so then it doesn't matter if you are on the on the list for promotion. If if the faculty says sorry, we don't have money for this, they're not going to give you a specific title only on paper. They have to, you know, come up with with the with the goods as well. Yeah, they have the to put the money the where exactly. So, um, but I mean, I mean, that doesn't. The thing is, of course, the the, the higher up you are in the hierarchy, the more weight you pull. But um, 
the good thing in academia is that, or in, in research, especially when it, when it is, has to do with academia, is that there is quite a lot of freedom of doing or pursuing what, what you want. So you don't have to be a professor in order to do a lot of the things that you want. Yeah. But of course, the lower that you are, the more people shit on your head. Because you spoke about this last time, because we spoke about what do you find or what, like, what do we find mm. interesting with South African culture? Mm. South African culture is different, uh, difficult, because we have 11 languages. Yeah. We have so many different official mm. races. Mm. And then even you have the class system within it. Yeah. And then, but the one thing that you said, because of your age, mm. you can't have a certain opinion. And then uh, suddenly, 10 years later, you have exactly the, the same, same opinion, yeah. but now it carries more weight. Exactly. Is that a South African thing or is that in no, many countries? No, that is in many countries, but I think it comes from a very traditional way of looking at, you know, who your elders are and you should shut up and wait for your um, uh, turn even that turn might come only in 10 years time yeah, yeah. but again i am a very uh, i'm very rebellious from this point of view yeah. and i blame it on my family again not necessarily on my mother what the rebelliousness <laughs> yes because um i come from a family where i was the youngest for a very long time and the next um, um in age were basically my parents so i was like really the new generation in this in 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 our um family nucleus let's say so i spent many sunday lunches with aunts and uncles that they were all you know i was five years old and they were in their 50s and so from this point of view i was taught not to respect the age in the sense that if you respect the person, you respect them for who they are and what they say and what they do. And But age? I mean, mm. you can be smart and small and you can be idiot and old. Mm. So, so that's why I never had an issue expressing my opinion. For me, the fact that you're older than me. It's like, yeah. yes, you survived more years than I did. Yeah. Uh, can I be a little yes. bit controversial? Uh, this is a very sensitive topic. Uh, like... It's like a lot of conservative people are mm. religious. Mm. No? Mm. And a lot of religious people or the conservative mm. people focus on this age mm. thing. But then it's like Jesus was very young when he started talking mm. about all his mm. ideas. Mm. So isn't it mm. like we should allow people to speak at any age? What kind which of is like contra is this? <laughs> contradictory to <laughs> yeah, the whole religion. Yeah, I know. But I mean, so yeah, so... Uh, but now, as I said, I got to the age where, not that I cared 10 years ago either, but yeah. now I'm like, now you really can't make me shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, where did you obtain your doctorate? Here um, in uh, Stellenbosch. Stellenbosch University. Stellenbosch, yeah. And in chemical... Um, uh, analytical chemistry. But you're in the wine industry. Uh, not in the industry per se. I yeah. work with, with wine. So I'm at the Department of oh. Viticulture and Enology. Um, do so you drink wine? Yes. Do you like it? Yes, depending on how big the hangover <laughs> is. <laughs> depending on which day of the week we talk to each other. Yeah, let, let's put it like this. Uh, um, it's not unheard of that, you know, walk into my office and there's a bottle of wine laying around. Yeah, but it's part of your job. <laughs> it is part of my job. <laughs> and, but 
like you won't say like you like Savion Blanc or Sharon Blanc. It would be no. like from this farm. I like no, their no, Savion no, no. Blanc. Or? I'm not such a snobbish drinker. Okay. I I have my favorites, but I also I'm always keen for to try new, stuff. new new things. So I can say, let's say, as a as a white wine, I like um, Chenin Blanc. As a red wine, I like uh, Shiraz. But it's not. Yeah, luckily through my work, I was exposed to quite a lot of different things that as a normal consumer, I would maybe not be that adventurous. Yeah. But because we are exposed in through the nature of the work to, to a lot of, of, of things, then I am a bit more open than I was, let's say, when I just started working there. And are you involved in any form in the farming that they do and you um, know less pesticide no, let's get the, the ground a bit healthier let's listen it depends on the projects that we're doing so usually um the idea is that if you try a new um technology or a new technique or a new approach you have to compare it to what was there before so let's say like you said okay let's use less pesticides but you need to say okay how does this translate into a wine or into a um, product yeah. compared to the normal way of, of, of doing things? Yeah. So unfortunately, and I'm citing one of the big names um, who will mean nothing for your uh, um, listeners, Audience. but um, <laughs> a professor in, in, in Spain who says, He's the biggest whore he's ever met because he's going to, to, to do the work that other people are willing to pay him for. Yeah. So the idea is, yes, we come up with projects, but somebody has to give us money to do it. So it doesn't yeah. matter Some, sometimes what we want to do if there's nobody to, to put up the, the, the finances. Yeah. It's just an idea. Mm-hmm. So there is always this back and forth with the, um, with the industries like they have certain problems that we can possibly solve, but then they also have to pay us in order to do the work. Yeah. But now, now we have to express them in a scientific way and, you know, do a project. So it's a bit of a, we, we have a lot of work to do. There's a lot of yeah. problems to be solved. It's not a problem from that point of view, but it's always a bit of a negotiation of what can you do? How do you do it? What does it mean? Um, we, we have this thing that, I mean, academia is seen as an ivory tower, but maybe in some fields more than others, because what the work that we do is much more applied. While if you do theoretical physics, maybe people are not that easy to see the direct applications. Mm. While for us, I mean, you know, analytical chemistry is very finicky in the sense that you have to be very precise and you have to be very accurate and it's very clean mm. and and then since I started working um, um, at the department I had to go and spray vineyards crawl under the vines <laughs> you know stomp my feet to, to avoid the, the snakes so this beautiful image of you know um, a perfectly you yeah. know made up uh, very clean using yeah. instruments that cost millions yeah and then i i have in my under my desk i have like gum boots and <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it was still some, something stupid like we were, ma- we were making one a couple of years ago 
and um, one of my students comes running and says, the wine is finished, we need to press. But now it was one of the very few days when I was wearing a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to go and I lifted my skirt and we just went and we pressed the wine because what can you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't wait for you. It's like, oh, no, I'll do it tomorrow. I will wear different clothes tomorrow. So it's like, yes, glamorous image versus, you know, Go showing up at meetings in in um, gum boots and with grape snot on you because you just pressed and you got sprayed all over. Yeah, it's like, but it's fun. Yeah, do you love it? Yes, yes. Quick question: in your in your background, mm. can you have a, a, a educated opinion about Breaking Bad? Um, I didn't like the series. <laughs> <laughs> But do you understand what he was trying yes, to accomplish, yes, yes, and yes, you yes, like yeah, all the yeah. equipment he's yes, using, yeah, and the, yeah, like yeah. that's part of what? I mean, let's put it your like industry this, nobody, almost like your research or uh, your background. No, no, yeah, not really. Let's put it like this: we we learn the fundamentals. We do not. We don't get taught how to do those things. Yeah. But if you see, like, I I still remember the first couple of episodes that I watched. Like, you know, he sees the process and says you're not doing it properly because there are specific ways. It's like being a, a chef and watching somebody that has only read how to fry an egg mm. and you give like your best impression of by reading it, how it should be done. And then here comes the chef and he's like, okay, let me show you how it's done. Mm. Still an egg, still a frying pan, you know, still some oil or butter, but this is how I can make it look and this is how you can make it look. Yeah. I still remember, you know, when his product was too pure. Yes, because he was doing it properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... The right equipment. The right, and... Because the equipment, is, it wasn't a problem. It's just you need to know how to read and execute the recipe. Yeah. So... Do you know if the recipe was correct? I wouldn't know Because that. if you need financing or funding for your research, <laughs> like if anyone's <laughs> listening, <laughs> we can organize some funding Kids right now. Do drugs. <laughs> Rather invest in wine. <laughs> cool. No. And um, mm. I'm going to wrap it up because okay. uh, what, what I'm trying to accomplish is shorter podcasts. Okay. Because a lot of mine has been two to two and a half hours. Wow. And I think when what happens is a lot of these podcasts are designed that you watch it in batches. Okay. I don't expect people to sit an hour and a half and listen or mm. watch. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think a lot of people are like, they see that it's two hours and they just don't want to play because I'm like, I don't have two I, hours I, I, now. I can understand so that. I think if it's like shorter, then like, okay, maybe because the last one was an hour. And I okay. think a lot of people are like, oh, I can yeah, listen yeah, to yeah, an I, hour. I can dedicate that But I'm time. like, just break it up. You know, especially public transport. I really miss public transport because <laughs> oh, I yes. listen to a lot of uh, podcast audio mm, mm. and it's nice on a mm. bus or a mm. train or a yeah, tram. I yeah. miss trams. Like, yeah. They're like really yeah. special for me. <laughs> and um, because I can sit and I can just focus. Mm. We're in South Africa or like where yeah. we live. I always have to be on the lookout for yeah. either taxis or people not using indicators and Idiot it's drivers. quite yeah so it's quite difficult here to yeah. to use it in transport and I think that's the perfect time to do mm. it and if anyone's listening I just got my stuff registered on all the websites I think the last one is iTunes but everything is now on Stitcher SoundCloud so if you want to do the audio and just listen yeah, to just, that oh, okay. that is available that's it's cool. Because not everyone wants to watch. Yeah. I like to watch yeah. podcasts. 
Yeah, but I, I, yeah, no, I prefer to listen. The audio. Yes. I did a one, um, I'd listened to one of Freddy's. Is yours out on Freddy? Yes. Okay. I didn't listen to that, but I did listen to my other friend, this yogi guy that okay. just came out a week or two ago on Freddy. And mm. I had to do some computer work. And it's actually quite nice mm. to listen to a podcast. Yeah, depending on what on you're busy with. certain type yeah. of uh, yeah. computer work. It yeah. was a lot of copy paste insert pictures and you know a few headings it wasn't like i listen to podcasts while i fold laundry and wash dishes (laughs) (laughs) exactly and sweeping the floor exactly um are you happy in south africa that's a difficult question are you happy as a person and then are you happy in south africa (laughs) (laughs) what is it satisfaction (laughs) is not in my nature (laughs) Um, um maybe some people will say what like Dracula, mm. what's your opinion on that stuff? Cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it be, brings tourism. Is that something that's talked about a lot, or no, no, not really. But okay. I mean, we 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 accepted it as part of our, you know, tourism pitch. Yeah. So. Um, but you don't believe in any of that. No man, of course not. Somebody, I'm a scientist. I spoke to a pastor yesterday. Um, and he said that he deals with a lot of interesting people and he dealt with somebody a while ago and this guy 100% believed that he's a vampire and he's very believable or and he's like I'm 500 years old oh good for him stuff. but are you enjoying Stellenbosch yes. Cape Western yeah, Cape yeah I um I would not move away from here you know or, or let's put like this, if I was moving away from here, I would move all the way, let's say, back to Europe. Or, yeah. But for South Africa, for me, this is the So for the Europeans, place. anyone listening, you would mm. recommend moving to Stellenbosch, Cape Town, Western Cape? Yes. The mountains, the, the ocean. Mountains, the, the wine, the, yeah, you know. It's worth it. So yeah, no, 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 definitely. Or at least guys, come and visit. It's, it's, it's well worth it. And it's, it is dangerous, but... I've lived here 34 years minus the six in Europe. I'm a bit more street smart than my mm. brothers. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I'm a bit more dodgy than them. So <laughs> I've been lucky that I've avoided crime my whole life. Yeah. Whereas everyone yeah. else got caught in it. Um, but you can come here for a three month holiday and experience nothing if no, you're just a course. little bit clever. No, no, no. Of course. I mean, no, 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 no. And also, I mean, there's a lot of tourists coming and. Nothing has happened to them. Is not a and the lifestyle no. you like it. The climate, uh, it's, it's, the culture, I, 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 the people, the Afrikaans, <laughs> English, coloured, uh, Kosa. Um, Do you find that interesting? Is yes, that a bit of a I culture do, but shock? The thing is, no culture shock. No, but the truth is, Stellenbosch, the, being the way it is, we are a bit cocooned mm. in the sense that it is a mostly white community, not middle upper class, middle upper class, and it has a specific lifestyle that is anyway linked in fact a lot with the university and you would see that anywhere in the world where a small town is basically as big or as small as the university that that is you know um, um, attached to it mm. um, I don't know it's yeah it, it, it's in fact not such a diverse um, environment for yeah. me but it has to do with your social circle and... Yeah. Uh, I find so. Stellenbosch very different than most people because I was a musician. Mm. I'm mm. not anymore. <laughs> I got 
lived in the <coughs> started living in the real world but uh, i played african drums djembes okay and my mentor teacher was mm. senegalese and yeah. in high school i started hanging out with senegalese mm. french people mm. because of the drum groups we mm. i had rastafari and muslim people mm. Um, I worked in restaurants. So yeah, I, but you see, that's why I'm saying it and, depends on. And on now your, with my business, yeah. my business is trying to train people from townships, mm. trying to get into yeah. work. So I spend so much time with these people, yeah. and um, I forget that not everyone yeah. has that. Now, on the other hand, I mean, if you think about it, uh, um, even where I work, this particular, how can I say, activity, is traditionally linked to white South African uh, men, (laughs) you know, but it it is becoming much more diversified now. How many black owners of farms do we have in this area? Not many, but it's not only about the owners, it's also about sometimes really the people making the decision that work there because you don't have to necessarily be the owner. Yeah. To be the winemaker, for example. Yeah. How many black winemakers so do we have in this area? I, I, I can't tell you. Have you met any? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, no, so no, no, they no. are. Of course. I mean, they're also. I mean, if you look at the students that 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 go through our uh, course, there are. Of course, there yeah. are. And women but are also now winemakers. Women, of course, of course. But like but 10, 20 years ago. Oh, I don't know. But I, I remember would 10, 20 not years ago. Yeah, no. I mean, it, 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 it's changing, but don't worry. Apparently, in other countries, it's just as bad. Yeah. Like, apparently, for example, in Italy, traditionally, if you're a woman, you yeah. don't even I think about... I would think about it'd be a very interesting place to be a woman is Italy. Why? Well, just because the, the, <laughs> the men have such a chauvinistic stereotype. <laughs> I'm like, you really have to... Like, the way that uh, you see movies, mm. it's also like... The mom has quite an important part, but it's also... I don't know. I, I hope that it has changed. <laughs> I really hope yeah. so. I don't want to compare this now to The Godfather, like the way... <laughs> <laughs> that was not exactly, you know, last year. So. No, no, but I just, I find culture fascinating. Yes. And I spend a lot of time with different cultures. Mm. And... Uh, like um i'm gonna try to get my estonian friend via skype because when we lived in poland um that whole crimea thing was Mm -hmm, happening mm -hmm. and poland is like a little bit between the missiles that would fly over from germany and russia yeah and he had this fear suddenly Mm. he's like my apartment doesn't have a bomb shelter and he got like this anxiety. It's like mm. when I grew up mm. in Estonia, we all had bomb shelters mm. during mm-hmm. the 80s. Mm. And it's like the amount of times that he had to go to like a bomb shelter. <laughs> and I'm like, I find it interesting. Different cultures mm. grow up differently and yeah. all of those. They of get things. shaped by. And then if you immerse yourself in that culture, mm. like he taught me to sit in a sauna, cold shower, sauna, cold <laughs> shower, all of those type of things. Well live and learn yeah but um i'm gonna i think we're on 100 minutes so we're hour and a half thank you no thank you so um much. there might be some people that listened and they said why didn't i go deeper and more specific into some topics and i'll just tell them to go fuck themselves because i also had a um a military guy on a couple of months um, ago. I remember, but he it was it was an African. It was I an African, unfortunately for me. And um, everyone wants to hear: Have you killed someone? Have you 
was any of your friends killed? You know, did you have to pick up the fucking mm. lungs from yeah. somebody that fell yeah. out? And I'm like, that's very disrespectful questions. Mm. And so it's not like an expose where I want to do that. And some people might say, but I want to hear the gory stuff about mm. communism. It's like, go watch a movie, go mm. read about it. It is mm. out there. It's about a little bit more of the, the, the emotion about that era. Well, I have to tell you, thank you, because you made me feel quite comfortable to even talk about certain things that I, I was a bit, of, not afraid, but thinking beforehand about them. Because I, I sometimes have quite an emotional reaction to, to some memories, but thank you for not, uh, you know, pushing too hard or, or too far, because, mm. yeah, it's, as I said, I, I'm quite separate from from it now because mm. it happened so many years ago but you know i get like memories that were pushed aside at some point and they just come back and sometimes it's quite difficult to to deal to yeah. deal with them plus i don't know if i'm the 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 safest environment to go there <laughs> like i'm sure, like on camera on audio I don't I think you should only go so deep like plus <laughs> do you really trust this guy <laughs> to tell them all that stuff <laughs> so but the, the only thing I think the the reason why I'm able to do that is because I've gone through certain life mm, experiences mm. and I understand that going there is important for me mm. um, but it also can be difficult. It's super difficult. Like I've gone through some stuff recently where I had to look at my childhood and, mm. you know, it's not like I was molested or fucking mm. anything bad, mm. but some of the stuff, the way I grew up was difficult mm. for me and it really shaped who I am. But some stuff that's difficult, I have to slowly work for many years until I can really go there. Mm. Um, but it will help you sometimes understand, for example, your decisions or... You know, the way you react to certain things. The thing I've been focusing on this last month is why am I such a big rebel? And I find it difficult. Because whenever something happens, my automatic response is like Che Guevara, like let's go against this, <laughs> like let's fight it. And if somebody oh, pushes you're my kind of people. If if somebody pushes this hard, I'm gonna try and push it's yeah. like an arm wrestling yeah. match. And I'm like where other people are just like, just, okay. just let it happen. Yeah. Why yeah. are you emotionally involved yeah. in almost all your yeah. decisions? And it's like, I have a lot of respect for myself for being a mm. rebel. But it does make me tired sometimes. And I want to understand at least mm. why. Yeah. And I have figured it out now because of a very uh, conservative, mm. traditional, religious upbringing. And this whole thing of be seen, not heard. heard yeah. um, there is this you are judged based on the way you look mm. as opposed to even now like i um yeah. some people judge me based on what i look like even now in certain circles and okay. uh, communities some people judge me based on swear words as opposed to the actual message what i'm saying um, <laughs> but again i move in a lot of different circles but especially as a kid growing up <laughs> Well, um, I mean, <laughs> I did I swear today at all? I oh don't my think God. you did. I am so well behaved today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to really focus hard on... <laughs> because I'm a bit of a potty mouth, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> you were perfect today. But, oh, what so, a lady. <laughs> 
but yeah that's basically so i like i don't know i just find psychology uh, the spirit mm. the mind the body everything is very interesting and you went on freddie's podcast mm. i have to listen to that so anyone listening freddie he was here twice um go listen to his podcast called meet me in the field freddie van rensburg um what did you guys discuss in your one day um, and you were on another podcast. What's the lady's uh, name with the wine um, one? Amanda, wine for me. Wine for me from yeah. Amanda. Yeah. Available on. It is, I think. Every, just search wine yeah, for me, Amanda. Yeah. What yeah. was your topic with Freddie? Um, well, I mean, I think he, he tried to, to go on more a spiritual journey, but we ended up talking about communism, funny enough, for yeah. quite a long time. Okay. So, but I mean, I'm, I'm friends with him for, for a while, so. It was good that my first, um, um, you know, dipping my toes in, 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 in this was with him because I felt really comfortable with him and, um, mm. you know, like with a friend. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like my research mm. into my spirit this last month, I was, it's the first time in four years that I could start grieving for my brother that died, for example. So... It seems it seems that for four years Mm. I wasn't ready to go there, Mm. and then this last month, and and I was I wasn't prepared for it. Like and even the research, even the research that I did in my in my childhood, it was like not about my brother, and I'm like and suddenly because I went into this channel, and again I don't think this is the perfect forum for anyone to experience Mm. that suddenly. No, no, of course. Of course, but, but yeah. you're a better person for it. You grew up. <laughs> no, definitely. I feel amazing. Like That's it's good. been a fucking difficult six weeks, really difficult, but I feel amazing. So well done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's finish there. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's My been awesome. Pleasure. My pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Perfect.